people it's your girl luna and welcome back to another episode of dear black people thanks for tuning in and if you're on youtube look out for the video cast of episodes one through three dropping this monday august 3rd and if you would be so kind as to drop me a thumbs up if you like and a subscribe if you love i would definitely appreciate it you can find the link tree in my bio under my facebook and instagram pages at luna pearl nyc and while you're at it, send your feedback to dearblackpeopleshow at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. So I hope everyone had a great week and stayed cool. It was definitely a hot few days in New York City this week. So people, please make sure you stay hydrated in these streets, okay? And no Sprite and other clear carbonated beverages do not count, okay? Quality H2O on a regular basis and please keep your immunity up because apparently Rona is still out here causing trouble and I don't think anyone wants problems with this bitch okay so take care of your temple please and thank you and of course I got to give a shout out to my peoples that have been hitting me up about the cast and giving me feedback and so much love I definitely appreciate it and I love y'all so much but I probably should have put the disclaimer out there that you might not want to put your white friends on unless you know for sure they're an ally. <laughs> I'll give y'all a joke, all right? So my boy Rishi hit me up last week. Oh, and by the way, shout out to the homie. And he was telling me how much he loved the show and how he shared it with all his friends and how he was getting mixed feedback from white people. <laughs> so I was like, um, Holmes, <laughs> thanks for sharing, first of all, but some of them don't like it probably because they're not the demographic this is aimed at so there's that <laughs> okay so dear black people i'm gonna take a brief detour to address other demographics that may be listening right now and i'm gonna do it in my caucasity voice so don't be alarmed i'm still a negro <laughs> hey hey there allies and potential allies out there how y'all doing? Okay, that's great. So I hear you've been listening to Dear Black People. And you may have heard some stuff that you didn't necessarily like. And maybe even got offended by. Well, first things first. Unless I make a factually inaccurate statement, I am not going to pull a Nick Cannon and apologize. All right, so don't listen out for that shit because it's not coming. Okay. But hey. Thanks for listening and being down with the culture or at least open-minded enough to consider unlearning your possible racist tendencies. <laughs> I'm not saying that you definitely have them, but if you do get offended by anything that I say, well, hit dogs will holler. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you see, because in most cases, when something doesn't apply to someone, they have no reason to get offended or triggered. So if anything I've said has triggered you in any way, you might want to ask yourself why. 
Now, you also may be asking yourself, why is this show directing the conversation towards black and brown people only? You might be asking yourself, isn't that reverse racism? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked, Ken. You see, reverse racism is nothing but a bunch of malarkey. And if you need to, refer to any video or interview featuring the OG ally Jane Elliott, and she'll sure enough tell you. <laughs> so my show is focused on black and brown people, mostly, well, because I wanted to. But also because, well, let's keep it real, some of your European ancestors don't have the best track record when establishing trust when it comes to those of melanated origins. Now, I fully understand that not all of you are evil savages, and I can even personally vouch for a few of you. But if you've been silent throughout the current tensions and choose not to recognize the complicit role you can play in perpetuating a cycle of hate with your silence alone, then unfortunately, I have no choice than to group you with the rest of them. You see, Ken... It's not enough to be pro-Black Lives Matter anymore. At this point, we all need to be anti-racism and anti-hate to get change happening. And don't even get me started on that All Lives Matter bullshit. <laughs> don't you do it. And no, it's not bullshit because it's not true. It's bullshit because this country and the world has a proven track record of treating people with darker skin pigments as less than. Okay, so as a result, I made the conscious decision to put some much needed focus and love into my people. All right, I'm tired of this caucasity voice. Shit, I'm tired of talking about white racism and supremacy. At this point, your people know exactly what they're doing. The elite have been playing this game for a very long time now. Okay, so it's up to the allies to talk to your own and get your own shit together. And as you can see from numerous videos across the internet, we're tired, all right? Black people are not with the shits anymore. And please recognize and appreciate the collective patience we still have with y'all asses, despite everything. Because instead of seeking the revenge many melanated cultures deserve, we're merely seeking equality and very reasonable levels of justice which I think is more than fair considering the history of horrors your ancestors have given my ancestors and current generations just for being black and beautiful. <laughs> so dear white people, I ask you, please put down your 64 ounce bottles of fruit punch flavored haterade and hear me out for a second. Because at the end of the day, if you don't start nothing, there won't be nothing. <laughs> Godspeed and thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm not even gonna lie, that was fun. All right, so back to black people. So normally I would have announced this week's BOB by now, but it's a new month, so I'm doing things a little different this time around. Stay tuned for the BOB of the week later in the episode after this main topic. So not only does today mark the start of a new month, but it also ushers in new topics and a brand spanking new segment. Unfortunately, July's Honorary Black History Month surrounding Juneteenth has officially come to a close. But starting today and every first Saturday of the month, I'll be featuring a dope-ass creative. And since creativity has no bounds, neither will the types that I'll be featuring. 
This week I got to sit down with my first creative and had some veggie tacos in the Fort Greene area of Brooklyn. Okay, so before I play this clip, I have to warn y'all. Somehow my brain inconveniently forgot how noisy New York City is and I have no idea what I was thinking not bringing my mics with me. Honestly, it was probably the weed fog, but it is what it is and we made the best out of it anyway. So the audio is subpar, but the video cast version will be much better. So look out for that. It's dropping on YouTube on Wednesday, the latest. But for now, you're going to get some audio full of these gentrified BK streets. Cue clip. I'd like to introduce my very first creative of the month to Dear Black People. She is a Brooklynite, been here basically all your life. She's an original content creator a foodie, a photographer, videographer. So without further ado, ladies and gents, please. Miss your Bella Cave to dear black people. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I love your videos, your everyday BK videos for up and you basically were showcasing, you know, just local Brooklyn swag and just, you know, the essence, yes. The thank, essence. thank you. The essence of the city, yes. It is quite involved here. Yes. We have everybody here. We have everything here. And while it's expansive, it's very small. Mm. And everybody knows everybody. Right. Even when you don't think you do, you find that there's a degree of separation that has literally one or two people. Anywhere you go. Right, right. No matter who you talk to. White person, black person, Spanish person. Whatever. Everybody just knows or has a connection somehow. Um, the school behind us is the public school that I went to 20, 30 years ago. My kids graduated from there. So I don't know if their kids will go there, but that's how things go. Everybody's just here. Family up the block, friends doing things around here. So whether it's whether I want to be or not, this is all, this is where I'm at. All the time. And that's how it is in all the neighborhoods. Like you just, there's pockets of family in every one of them. So this is how we're all just one big ass collective community, and everybody knows everybody, and and we all get things done. Like I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for all the support that I've gotten, and I couldn't have gotten it if I wasn't a 35 year old, five year Brooklyn resident. I'm sure, like growing up. Over the years, you've seen like the change. Like if, if I'm, you know, coming from Staten Island, I've seen like changes. I come here, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Where Brooklyn go? What's what's going on? Yeah. How, how does it like over the years you've seen the, the transition and the change in the neighborhood? Well, so I've been seeing it for 30 years, right? So I grew up in Bed Stuy, which is the most changed. I think um, deliberately for that matter because of the brownstones there and the rich residential um, aspect of it and the fact that it's easily accessible to the city and to New Jersey and all the outer boroughs it's like it's perfect it's literally perfect everybody should want to live here they do and they make every effort to do so even at the expense of other people and that's that's the sucky part it's like nobody can just coexist um, they have to just be here without whatever was here. They have to have it their way. They have to have it how they like it, and and that's where it becomes a little uncomfortable because it's nice. But then what about what about grandma? What about Auntie M? Auntie Auntie who? This one over there, Grandpa. Like everybody, they own their houses. But now all of a sudden, you want to somehow find a loophole to take it from them, and they gotta move. 
and where are they going? Who knows? To their niece's house, who lives God knows where, with who knows what situation, and and two things are happening. People are selling out and going away, and then some people are, are being, like, not necessarily forcibly taken out, but swindled out of their property. It fucking sucks. And, uh, and then we eat tacos on the street. <laughs> I'm so used to... This, this image of Brooklyn in my head from when I was a kid, and then it just seemed, for me, it seemed to change like almost overnight. I'm right. sure for you it was like gradual. It was like, quite gradual, yeah. but it was, um, it would appear that way when overnight is 10 years. Like yeah. 10 years is no time. No time in the, in the scheme of development. Like they plan for 30 years. Like your mortgages are 30 year mortgages. So they know that you plan to be there as long as it's a lifestyle, as long as it takes for you to create life, generate more life, and, and then retire from that life you should be able to do that so at that point the universe was telling us to move on from the topic of gentrification and the message came in the form of none other than a gentrifier at the next table who you could hear over both of us so we started walking and talking and got back to the core of why i wanted Jurilla to come on dear black people in the first place her creativity which she expands on once we resumed our convo next to the tranquil sounds of the sprinkler in a nearby park. So back to the convo. I guess it was how I was raised, you know? My dad was quite rebellious. Um, he didn't have corporate jobs, you know? He was a photographer too. Did everything freelance and, and had his own set of issues. And um, my mother was always recovering from some sort of like exhaustion and having not a solid foundation, being the oldest sibling, taking care of everybody, just tired all the time. So you get to fend for yourself at some point. You look like, okay, this is, this is gonna be up to me if I wanna do this thing, wanna have this, whatever. And how the sooner people get that and, and really embrace it instead of fighting it as though they are owed something from somebody else, uh, the better everybody would get along because then they would know what they contribute and then they'd be able to contribute it and do so like clearly because they know that they're giving because everybody gives and that's how everybody gets and then everybody gets and it's just like nobody needs anything so there's no fighting you know it's just a bunch of people living and making shit and feeling good about making things <laughs> because they don't need it and this is what's happening right now all my creative friends are glowing in a, in a, in a, with eyes I've never seen before I'll be looking at them just like damn you shiny <laughs> Where you was? And I'm like, this is because of COVID? Like, this is crazy. Everybody getting their fucking hair done. We got sneakers. It's just like, whoa. And we investing in, in our, we doing, um, we call them things now? Little money circles? Susus? Yep. I'm like, listen, let's just do it. Yo, let's just do it all. You see what's let's happening. Let's just do it yeah. all. Getting on his vibe, okay? Yeah. I mean, listen, I, if we're going to steal from each other, it's going to get real ugly real fast. But I'm willing to take that risk with you because if we're going to give to each other, it's going to be beautiful real quick, real fast, right? Right. Because all I'm going to be doing is giving back to you. Like, I'm getting this thing and I make sure you get back what you get. Now, in general, when you just do that with the universe, right? This here today, not, it's not, this isn't a gift. This is fun. This is totally like, I would do this anytime. The, maybe these photos with the taco people. They don't know me, mm. but I get to give them something that they otherwise would have had to pay $600 for, just for three hours of photography. Actually, I'm at 350 an hour now. 
<laughs> because I've raised my prices. Like, why not? And y'all think I'm... Yo. One, one, half the time, you don't need eight hours of fucking photography. No, you don't. Okay? There ain't nothing that important unless you internalize in that process and you need photos because your next section has to have images and you're, it's a document, a guide document, perfectly suitable um, need for eight hours of photography. But for an event, no. You right in the middle, two hours in the middle, and that's it. Or toward the end. Because by that point, everybody's there. If you want ambiance, you take that shit with your cell phone, okay? Or if you only want ambiance, you book them for that hour and that's the whole thing by itself. You don't need ambiance and event. Wait, and then, I am behind. There's an ambiance package? People want you there because they want to see what the room looked like before it got destroyed. So somehow or another, you looped in and it's like, nobody's here, nothing's happening. So I'm literally shooting a room for an hour. But that's what you wanted, that's what you paid for, that's your business. But it's an option. If people, you know, because some people are event planners and it's for them. They're like, I want you to come in. I'm booking you as my photographer, but I'm gonna get some images too. This is how they always do it. I'm gonna get some images too. You're gonna come in an hour early. I need shots of the work, shots of the table setting, shots for the flowers. They got pictures for the fucking flower vendor. You charge them $500 for a event photography. Them Jews know. $10,000 for a wedding. I won't even shoot a wedding because y'all ain't gonna pay me enough. I done did enough. I done did it. No. I just don't like shooting weddings. Like, that's, that's my personal. Like, I like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's all colonization in me and all upholding a system that I don't care to uphold. Okay, you having a party? You having a paint and sip? A paint and draw? Even better. Let's do it. I decided I wanted to do food photography because I can shoot anything. Right. So because anything is possible, I just was like, close your eyes, pick a thing, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Because we want to test the theory that if you choose a thing, everything will just kind of like fall in place for you. Because I've never wanted to believe that. I'm like, all the places will fall if you just make all the choices. So I was like, this will be my time for me to just experiment with this idea that choosing one thing is better than doing all kinds of stuff. So right. choose food photography. First thing you got to do, if you don't have a bunch of food photos, is create a portfolio. So, how are you going to create a portfolio? Um, you're not going to go to a restaurant every day and buy plates of food. So, um, you know, you're going to have to create this food yourself. You're going to have to get creative and, and take food pictures on your own. Um, so, I was like, okay, I'm going to do that and to take it a step further. I'm going to um, make an event out of it. <laughs> and two things happened. So, um, I created a series of food photography workshops be done in restaurants and you know started conversations based on that and start and actually had like four restaurants lined up mm -hmm. for me to host uh, workshops and then COVID hit and everybody was on standstill couldn't go places couldn't be inside so I had to think about um, what I can do instead because I had already decided to do food I was like, what can I do? So I started doing IG Live. Everybody was doing those. Mm -hmm. So I said I wanted to um, use the platform that I had, have a little fun, be creative, and um, do a live, live series of workshops. It was every day for a little while, and then I started doing them twice a week. But I've amassed like maybe 38 meals, 40 meals, as many photos for the meals. I've had guests for at least half of the shows. So um, it's done everything I've needed it to do. 
you know? So I guess I can testify that choosing one thing is really beneficial because there was, it's been smooth sailing since I've said I'm gonna be a food talker. The people's eyes light up, like it's a thing. And I'm like, it's a thing. It is a thing. People love food. So um, as time went on, I don't know, it feels like it's been a really long time that we've been in this situation. I have just been thinking on my feet. So af after um, the workshops didn't really go the way I wanted them to, I had the idea to at least reach out to businesses and see how we could work together to do something that helps me build my portfolio, helps them get pictures, helps us have the idea that when it comes time to take food photos, you're gonna call your villa, right? So I started um, just surveying people that I knew own restaurants and it came up that uh, somebody wanted to do a taste poll. So I'm doing these food um, based web shows on Instagram and then planning an actual event of the same elements. Mm -hmm. So photography, food, and people. And it was a successful event. It was really great. We sold out all the tickets that we were selling. So that was 40 people. And plus the people that were helping. So it was a little more, you know, floating through Brooklyn. From Notion Avenue, down Fulton Street, up Lewis. And um, it was a good time. Great feedback. Like everybody had a wonderful, wonderful time. And all I want to do now is like not let anybody down who had that experience and share it. So it's like everybody now knows, oh my gosh, that was so much fun mm -hmm. from these people. When they come to the next one, it's got to be as fun. So the, the energy came from me though, because I was super excited. Like, right. It was just the best thing ever. People were like, this is the best idea I've ever heard of. This is amazing. And I'm just like, okay. Let's do it. And we did it. And it was wonderful. And I'm happy. So I just want to, I don't want to rush exactly, but I think I might be if I take the date that I picked, which is uh, September 19th for the next one, mm -hmm. which would be more workshop based than taste based, although they will be eating okay. at all of the places. You know, I was like, okay, you know, I'm very elemental, so I'll, I'll design it so that we will be eating what we should be during the time. So like something very light to start, something probably wet at the second, something that's a little heartier at three, something that's like dessert at four. And then after that, you also learn maybe a workshop on lighting, a workshop on composition, a workshop on materials and tools, and then perhaps the last one is just enjoying yourself. But we're working on that. I'm look. I'm between Notion Avenue and Washington Avenue. It's probably gonna be, but I'll figure that out. Okay. I haven't spoken to the people yet, cause I gotta get this ish paid for. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. We did a lot of spending. And it's worth it because we know how much it costs. So we gotta know how much to charge and so on and so forth. It worked in essence, but I think that uh, the idea was just um, abused almost. Because some people did ask me, how much is this gonna cost? Like they knew it was a benefit. They knew that the value was there that I was literally bringing them 40 customers, like at once. Like, why wouldn't you charge people for that? I don't know, but I think that's a little bit of my insecurity. That's like, you know, oh, who's gonna pay for that kind of thing? Oh. No, people paid for that. <laughs> they bought all the tickets. As, as they were going, I was just like, did I charge it up? Like, this was, this was too easy. Like, it really was. From the yeses from the restaurant owners to the yeses to the people supporting me for the sponsorship to the yeses to the people buying tickets to them coming out. Like, everybody came.
close and I take for granted 20 years of experience that's not enough you know like I don't I've told myself a long time ago I didn't need a piece of paper to define me I don't know why I forget that if you we have to remind ourselves regularly especially in this society that makes you like tries to do its best to make us feel like we're not enough mm-hmm. yeah my therapist and I go through that a lot we do hypnosis as a matter of fact because of that and it works actually I used to be way worse like I could not have imagined doing anything like what I did before that you know we've been in therapy for like six months now so um I yeah it's crazy it's really it's, it's, it's great actually there's anything coming up that you want to promote anything that you wanted to add as far as what the essence of everyday Brooklyn is or shoot taste explore I would only say I'm aiming to feed people like mind body and soul literally um, not to be so cliche but it's really food for every part of you mm-hmm. and um, and that means education things that are going to get in you to help you be your best self in this space right here that we live in um, that's just pretty much like if I could summarize it, like, I need to write that down, because I never do. I just be saying it, and I'm like, I need to make sure I can say the same thing, but I hate repetition like that. I like to be spontaneous. <laughs> okay, so speaking of spontaneous, we let our conversations lead us in different directions, and somehow we ended up on the topic of Kanye West. <laughs> I know, I know, y'all are probably as tired of hearing about him as I am. But, like it or not, This man is more than likely running for president, so he's kind of a hot topic right now. But don't worry, we only spent a couple of minutes on him before I ask my last question of the evening. So back to the convo. Kanye, I'm I'm praying for him. I I don't think he's crazy. I think he's exactly what they want him to think he is, which is nuts. And he's, he's he's not crazy. I don't think he's bipolar either. I think what happens is he's like me. He's fed the fuck up. He's just like, done. Fuck you. I don't give a shit what happens to you or this money. Okay, y'all is not going to be doing this crazy shit to me. <laughs> I want to be the president because y'all is crazy. Fuck that shit. No. I want to be the president. No. Now, I want to hear the whole conversation on the Harriet Tubman thing because you know I wear her tattoo, her name on my fucking body. So she's, she's an idol to me. Araminta Harriet Ross. She's been my marker of courage. I've always looked into that story as, Wow. This lady knocked her tooth out with a gun. Are you kidding me? What? She did that? And then pretending that she's reading when she can't read so people don't pay her attention? You know, you pick up on social cues right away. Like, and then you figure that needs to be certain, certain, educated a certain way. Schooling, sitting down, reading a case study. No, you're you out in the world. She's out in the world. She understood. I read a child's book and was like, oh my God. I had no idea Harriet Tubman was this fucking dope. Like, what? Now, what I never ever thought to consider, which makes what Kanye says crazy, but not that crazy, is the concept of freedom, okay? If we wanna get really technical and look into the years and times and whether or not freedom, as it legally was defined, was applied to humans at that time, and whether or not she was taking people away into a position where they were um, not under the same strict, you know, disgusting means of keeping people 
into you know like guess a more humane way <laughs> you know one where your wages are adequate I mean needless to say you're still you were still working like no one got to just live right. and chill and just be like eating it <laughs> you know, nobody nobody just got to be artists or got to be I don't know that's true we don't have enough records mm. this is why we do what the fuck we're doing right here okay because you gotta know I was here. You should you should wanna know I was here. In in fifty years, there was a lady running around Brooklyn with people eating food and taking pictures. So I have like this thing where I wanna do like as creatives like what would be considered an offbeat question. So I was thinking I was I was happy the other day. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, like, if heaven actually existed, like what would my version of heaven be? Because mm-hmm. apparently this heaven situation is according to like what you see. Mm-hmm. Like I guess because we shape our reality in some sort. But what would your version of heaven look like? <laughs> what would <laughs> what would your really your real What would my version of heaven look like? My Okay, it would involve sex. I'm going to tell you that much. Right now, there will be lots of it all the time. And weed well and parks. And like, I feel like I live a heavenly life as it is. Right? But the only thing not heavenly about it is the fact that I have to live with people who need money to have things. I, the, the, you know, if I could just walk into some place and just have what I need, I'd be happy. I'm not greedy, but I do have taste. And my taste is luxurious. I'm usually not picking shit that looks like it costs $2 to make. Every time I pick something, whether I know how much it costs or not, it looks like it costs a lot of fucking money. <laughs> so I'm like, not even on purpose. It's just what appeals to me. And so heaven is luxurious. It's luxurious. It's green. It's light. It feels good. Um, there's food, obviously. Food, sex, weed. And um, like I said, parks. We doing cartwheels with ease. <laughs> I haven't done a cartwheel in years. Oh, poor wrist. <laughs> I would I would know how to roller skate and double dive. Yeah. yeah, all that. Like <laughs> heaven. Heaven is um, uh, twelve meets forty-two. <laughs> like you're twelve years old with all the things that you love, and then you're forty-two with all the knowledge and understanding and gratitude for what you know you got, right? Yeah. That wasn't so bad, right? (laughs) Gave y'all a little authentic city experience there. Once again, much love and thanks to the dope creative soul that is Eurilla Cave. I had so much fun with our conversation and the vibes was on point. So don't be surprised to hear about Eurilla again in future episodes. In the meantime, please go and show my girl some love and follow her on IG at Exploring Eurilla. Exploring is spelled as it sounds and Eurilla is spelled E-U-R-I-L-A. Per usual, you'll find the info in the episode description. And when you check her out, please make sure to tune into her everyday BK videos and her shoot Taste and Explore IG lives every week on Wednesdays and Sundays where she cooks up a little something, something for y'all on camera, some visual deliciousness. 
So let me just warn you, between the IG lives and her food pics on her timeline, you'll probably start getting hungry real quick. So you might want to have a snack on hand so you can fully enjoy the visual experience without the cravings. <laughs> so speaking of experiences, let me go ahead and shout out this week's B.O.B., which comes at the recommendation of our creative of the month. This week goes to the artistic visuals of the Black Gotham Experience. They do historical walking tour groups through New York City that focuses on the stories and events of the African diaspora. I haven't tried them personally yet, but Yurula gave them a glowing review during our convos, so I'll let her tell it better than I can. Take a listen. Black Gotham, I love them so much. If you don't follow them, follow them. Black Gotham Experience, they are all about um, cultural expression and like history re relating where we are now to how we got here from time. Like it, in a walking tour, it takes you down through the financial district because that's where the ship popped off. Like when the ships came in, they would bring us there up Wall Street, church and all that. Dusty, he's got little markers around where he'll go to it and he'll tell you a story of a person who existed in that time. And, they will question and answer period. It's, that's great. Fucking great. You want your kids to do it. You want young people to do it. All right, you heard her. If you have kids, take them on a tour with the Black Gotham Experience so they can learn a little something from a source other than Google. Again, you can find them on IG at Black Gotham. On to this week's DBP news. So in this week's news, Brianna Taylor's killers are still walking around free. Yep. The Killer Cops, Brett Hankinson, Miles Cosgrove, Jonathan Mattingly, and a Joshua Haynes, who you might not have heard before, but he's the detective that applied for the no-knock warrant that led to Brianna's murder. All right, mind you, Janes has since been reassigned once people started questioning how and why the warrant was approved in the first place, but he's still employed. So only Hankinson has been fired so far, and that means three out of four of them are still walking around with a badge and gun. So I'm gonna have to pull a Kanye and just say that Daniel J. Cameron does not care about black people. Yeah, I said it. And let me just throw it out there. If anyone's getting tired of me mentioning Breonna Taylor's name, um, too bad. Because really what I'm tired of hearing about is that her case is still ongoing and no justice has prevailed. So too bad not sorry. So this week brought more celebrities on board using their platform to draw more attention to Brianna's case, including someone I used to look up to, Miss Oprah Winfrey. So Miss Oprah put Brianna's picture on the cover of her own magazine, which normally only features her own face. Oprah, that was a real nice gesture and Brianna's case can certainly use the attention, but I haven't forgotten what you tried to do to Michael Jackson's legacy all the while you and your buddy Harvey Weinstein were sitting pretty. So y'all go ahead if you want to allow Miss O back into your good graces, but until she starts speaking up against her buddy and punk asses like him, I have nothing good to say. And speaking of punk asses, you might have heard about some reality TV drama between love and hip-hop personalities Tahiri and Vado on a recent episode of Marriage Boot Camp. Word Tahiri threw an apple and something else at Vado, and he responded, by putting his hands on her, on TV, for the world to see. Now, before I continue, let me just make it known that I think reality shows like Love & Hip Hop are pure garbage. They showcase everything that's wrong in our culture and glorify it like it's something to be proud of. 
guess what? It's not. Because a lot of the so-called entertainers that you see on these shows are just a bunch of hood enslaved Negroes with some money. And like Jay-Z said, you can pay for school, but you can't buy class. The sad thing is, they didn't even bother with the school part. So your kids are watching some undereducated and classless Negroes as role models. Another sad part is a lot of adults look up to them too, which is insane in itself. But uh, my gosh, there's so much work to do. Anyway, so while I was scrolling through the comment section of All Hip Hop's IG, by the way, shout out to allhiphop.com. And while I was scrolling, I couldn't stop shaking my head at all the comments defending Vado. So let me talk to the fellows for a second, because some of y'all got it straight up twisted. Dear black men, putting your hands on a woman is wrong. As we all know, most men overpower women in upper body strength. So unless you're going up a woman that's built like Terry Crews' punk ass, you have little to no means of justifying physical force against a woman that's clearly not as strong as you. And no, a woman running off at the mouth is not an excuse. If you can't control your emotions and a woman irks you that much, why don't you try walking away and seeing a therapist, okay? And fellas, before you get too triggered, yes, Tahiri was wrong also. So that brings me to talk to the ladies for a second. Dear black women, throwing any kind of item and or putting your hands on a man unless you're strictly acting in self-defense is wrong. And no, a man running off at the mouth is no excuse. If you cannot control your emotions and a man irks you that much, again, please just walk away and seek therapy. Okay, so now I'm talking to all the traumatized folks, okay? Even if whatever traumas you have isn't your fault, it's still your responsibility to heal from them, okay? That is no one else's responsibility or burden to bear. And to put that weight on someone else is just plain selfish and narcissistic. So if you're damaged, please stop getting involved in relationships until you heal yourself. Because if you come across someone like me, you're going to wish you had gone the therapy route to begin with. Okay? Trust and believe. So please just talk to a professional and stop being a bad influence to the younger generations because they are going to end up repeating your mistakes and this cycle of abuse needs to stop and preferably now. Okay, so let me wind this down and switch topics before my blood pressure goes up talking about these punks. (sighs) Dear black people, we're gonna get this shit together, okay? We're gonna make it, all right? All right, cool. Group hugs all around and moving right along to entertainment of the week, which goes to an oldie, but always goodie, the gut pain and tear inducing shenanigans of the one and only Chappelle Show, starring my favorite comedian and Staten Island lover, Dave Chappelle. I'm not going to go into details with this one because every single person listening should have seen at least one episode, if not all of them. Okay, and if you have no idea what I'm talking about, please proceed to make arrangements to turn in your black or ally card immediately. And I'm going to recommend the Chappelle show, especially for potential allies, because if you can get through a skit without cringing, more than likely you're well on your way to receiving that coveted cookout invite. All right. So go ahead and binge watch to your heart's content. And let me give you a little tip to get some extra knee slaps out of your experience. Smoke some weed about an hour or two prior to watching 
One, because that'll give the paranoia phase a little time to, you know, work its way out of your system. And two, well, we just make shit funnier. (laughs) Well, that's going to do it for this week, folks. Dear Black people and allies, thanks so much for listening in. Stay tuned for next week's episode where I ask y'all, what in the health? Next week also brings another new segment, Recipe of the Week, where I'll be bringing on the homie and foodie Fred J, creator of The Food Collective, and he'll be giving us one of his quick, tasty, and health-conscious recipes. All right, guys and gals, I'll catch y'all next week, but until then, y'all stay Rona and sucker-free, and have a great week. Peace out. Go by the people. Go by the people. Go by the people.